1: Game over!
0: Featuring in depth conversations on sci fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all! So So say we all! And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show.
2: Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back. to wipe them out.
3: When Aliens was first released at the cinema and on video, 17 minutes of action was cut from the running time. Now, these scenes never seen before have been reinserted, completing director James Cameron's vision and adding a whole new dimension to one of the classic movies of our time. This is Aliens, the special edition.
2: I ordered a whole fire.
0: Bad
3: call, Ripley. This time, with even more suspense. This time, with even more terror. This time, with even more action. Get away from her, you bitch! This time, it's aliens—the special edition. This time, it's horror.
0: everybody, and welcome once again to GeekFest Rants. My name is Carlos Perón, and today we are going to be joined by Steve Folks, and we are talking about director's cuts or special editions. There are many, many, many movies. Most of them, I would imagine, are slightly older, that we went through a period where either the studio or the director would encourage and actually release an alternate version of their theatrical film different conditions sometimes that even happens without the directors knowing or wanting to participate but most of the times it used to happen you know with their encouragement and their participation we went through a period i remember where they were coming pretty regularly and and we were eagerly waiting for them and It would be the type of thing that it would be talked about for years. And it's like, oh, do you know that there's a special edition or there's a director's version or they shot these extra scenes and and they're they're in the process of restoring them or something like that? Well, that's something that used to happen more in the past. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a number of the most memorable ones and especially our favorite ones, you know, that we remember, you know, from our list of director's cuts or special editions. So let's get started.
3: What did I teach you? You are the Duke of New York. You're a number one.
1: You will not laugh.
3: You will not cry. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. Can you digger!
1: Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
3: That's the horn of Satan. <laughs> oh,
1: really? <laughs>
3: the Force will be with you, always.
0: All right, I have once again joining me, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hey, Carlos. Hey, everyone. We are going to hit a topic that indirectly, sometimes we might have hit it in the past in different shapes or forms, but not exclusively. And that is the topic of director's cuts or special editions or special cuts and, you know, that kind of thing. For me, it's almost kind of like an older thing. In other words, these days, I'm not like jumping around looking for, like, director's cuts and that kind of thing. To me, it feels more like something that I used to do a lot in the mid-90s when I was in college. And one of the reasons is because when I was in college, I got introduced to Laser discs. And with Laser discs, it was the first time that we were able to purchase films In a different format, not only were they letterboxed, you know, that was something kind of new back then. That I remember most people if you go to Blockbuster or something people would say "Uh, I don't want the bar the black bar on top and the black I want to see the full picture and then you try to explain to them and then you just have to give up and walk away. It's like forget it I'm not going to get into this. (laughs) Give them whatever they want but we were I remember we purposely were looking for those letterbox things because I remember a friend of mine you know finally explained to me and showed me the difference between letterbox and pan and scan and how For all these years, watching these films at home, we were missing information. You you were not seeing what was happening on the right and on the left, you know, because of the, the television format. And through Laserdiscs, that's one of the great things I remember about it was that not only were we getting a different aspect ratio, but a lot of these films were being marketed and exclusively made to be director's cuts or special editions. And... I would say the the granddaddy of all of them, for me, even though I collected quite a number of them, and we're going to talk about a number of them today, to me, it was Aliens. The James Cameron version of, of Alien, basically. And that's a film that I remember, I absolutely loved, completely loved that film. And when I was, and oh, geez, it must have been like eight years later or more after the film came out that the Laser Disc was available. And... All of a sudden, there were more scenes, and there was the whole sequence before the attack where we get to meet Newt's parents, who are like prospectors, and they actually find the first egg, I guess, that gets attached to their face. And then later on, we get to see these drone kind of weapons that they set up in the compound to kind of start shooting at the creatures that was completely cut out of the movie. And, you know, do you really need those extra scenes? Probably not. You know, the film on its own is pretty fast-paced, but when you love a movie so much, any little morsel they give you, it's like it's it's like dessert. It's like oh yeah, I'll take more. I'll take another slice of that pie. I don't care. It was fantastic. I mean, I, that's as far as I'm concerned in terms of my favorite overall special edition.
1: Yeah, it well, it's funny you mentioned that that it was something that you did more in the past. Uh, yeah. and, and, and for me, it's the opposite. It's something that I never paid attention <laughs> to. When I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, just show me the movie. I I, I, ne- I never really... Um, appreciated the idea of like, you know, this sort of like post, you know, um, market, the director's cuts and extended editions and all that. And so sort of quasi recently, uh, actually, you know, and, and I remember seeing, you know, Star Wars, the special editions, you know, when they were released in theaters oh, and right. everything like that. But it wasn't really. It was far. It was way after that until I. We saw. St- I, I. I guess for you, it was your entry was Laserdisc. For me, it was my entry was in, was more into like the DVD and you know, and Blu-ray and everything. Oh, yeah. When they first started coming out, and it, like you, one of the ones that struck me the most was Aliens. Was sequel, you know, sequel to Alien, and because it's good you mentioned about Andrew's parents and everything, and you know, like the, the the scene of like like the the automated turret, and like you said, like you know that that didn't have to be in in it, sure, but it adds so much. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more is the scene where um, where Ripley comes on board the uh, on board the station and she sees the photo of her daughter and her oh, daughter is, is like yeah. an old is like an old and uh, for whatever reason that like stuck with me. Like, that was, like, well, like I was like, OK, I see the validity. I, go, I don't know. First of all, I don't know why they took it out. And second of all, you know, th- this scene really. It changed my perspective on Ripley uh, as a character. Like e- yeah. e- even even like I like I always knew okay Ripley's no badass, you know she she get no takes shit from no one. But for whatever reason, that scene kind of stayed with me and like really humanized her. So after that, I was like, okay, you know, there's something to be said about you know some of these scenes that are cut out and you know or like or what the director really wanted to you know say, but you know was limited by time or budget or what or whatever. So yeah, so th- that that one really kind of uh, kind of stuck out to me.
0: It's a little tricky sometimes because I remember at the same time as as director's cuts or special editions were coming out, you also had the introduction again first through laser discs, then through DVDs, and, th- and so on and so on of outtakes or deleted scenes, and not always would a director take the time to incorporate those deleted scenes into the cut of the film to even give you the option of watching an an extended version of the film sometimes the directors or or whoever is in charge would say all right that's going to delete it you know that's on the deleted scene chapter you guys want to watch it you go over there and watch it but there were times and, and again i for some reason i think it was more popular back then because I think the directors were also more involved in it in terms of them saying, yes, I also want to put together, you know, a director's cut so people can watch that too. Or sometimes if the directors are important enough, the studio, I think, would say to them, hey, would you be interested in doing a director's cut for the DVD or for the for the Laserdisc? Uh, but again, it all depends on how important of a director you are. If you're a nobody, the studio doesn't really care and they don't want to spend any more money. They just want to pump out the film so you can buy it at home. But some directors, you know, I guess back then they they, they had enough clout. And, you know, speaking of aliens... Alien would be my other one, I remember, that was also... Now, I I, I don't remember exactly if it was considered a director's cut, but it did have... I think it was, because it did have extra scenes. It had the scene where Dallas is in... In in the cocoon, which was never put in the final film, but now I'm now I'm doubting myself if that was a director's cut or an out or, or an extra scene. Uh, but somebody like Ridley Scott, who can we can then also jump over to Blade Runner. Talk about a director's oh, cut. Many many oh director's God.
1: cuts. There's so many versions of that film especially you know, the special cut the, the the final cut you know the extent, there's so many versions i know and and there's a guy that likes to tinker and tinker
0: and he, they let him do it because he's he's that important of a of a director now again i don't know if they would let him do it today today i don't know if he has that much clout or there's enough interest for people you know for that sort of thing something tells me the you know kind of like the the highbrow artsy film consumer market it's just not there anymore again maybe i'm maybe it's old man syndrome you know everything was better when i was young and you kids don't know anything get off my lawn i don't know if it's that that i'm getting hit with but it just seems to me that more people were looking for that specialty stuff back then and somebody was actually producing it i don't know about now now it's like I keep hearing the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut. Yeah, I'll tell you what happens. If somebody puts out the Snyder cut, nobody's going to buy it. They're going to complain about it, and then nobody's going to buy it because it's like it's not that important anymore, I think. But I'm, I'm glad at least we have some of these older ones. With Blade Runner, oh, my God, you're right. It's it's a monster. And which one do you prefer? Do you have an, a, a preference? Now, admittedly, I've only seen two
1: cuts. Uh, out of probably I want to say the five that exist, I've only actually seen two cuts of it. I've seen the final cut. I've seen the director's cut, and so um, I've never seen the theatrical, um, like the, really? yeah, never seen the actual theatrical release of it. Wow, um, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. wow. And, and but from what I hear is the fact that it's it's very very different from the final cut because I I, yeah. I really like the final cut. I, I I I like the way you know they and from here like the narration. It, Harrison Ford's narration is sort of removed. There's extra scenes yeah. now added to sort of give some more. I guess, more concrete. You know details of what's going on. And so I, I enjoyed the final cut a lot. The director's cut, it seemed like it was trying to like, I guess he was more hands-on with it, so it was, it was trying to be it, it felt to me a bit more like it, it, felt, it felt a bit more artsy as opposed to the final cut which seemed a bit more concrete if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, there was always this doubt you know, whether or not you know, Decker is yeah. a, a a replicant or not and I'm not going to tell you it's 100% there, but you go from like 50% to 75%, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, knowing whether he's one or not, because he doesn't, you know, give it to you all the way,
1: but he, he gives you a little more that you can then make those connections. Right. To bring up with, with these, with like extra like special additions and everything is when they, like the idea of going back and sort of adding scenes, like not only adding in scenes that you Originally shot and put into the movie. But then there's the idea of going in and, you know, fil- well, not really filming new material, but like sort of creating, you know, through either CGI or, you know, sort of like, I know that sort of blurs the line for like, okay, what is the intent? Is the intent here now just to sell more copies or was that like the, your original intention but you just couldn't see it through because of budget or you know what have or time. And obviously I speak to, you know, I think the biggest one, the Star Wars uh movies. Well which the special editions, you know, are re-released. You know, I mean was did George really have all this, you know, in his mind that he wanted to do eventually, or was it just let's reintroduce Star Wars and make a whole bunch of new scenes <laughs> out of nowhere? It was a lot. I think it was a it was a mishmash
0: of everything. It we it was, okay, he has the clout and paying for a lot of it himself. And I'm sure 20th Century Fox was paying for a lot of it too, knowing that this isn't a brand new film now. This is this is a monster that you're going to re-release now and make more money on it. So I'm sure they were they were pretty, uh, you don't have to convince them that much. But at the same time, like you said, yeah, he was also thinking about coming back into the game. And this was going to be a little bit of a, a trial balloon of, you know, can we get this thing done with new CGI effects that haven't been used before? Can it work? And as a result of it, yeah, it worked. It made enough money and it it, it allowed him to go and do the prequels, which, you know, you, you can't just, It's for Lucas, at least, it's very hard to say one or the other. And if you remember around this time, I think, I don't know if it was right before or right afterwards, he was also allowed to go. And do, I think, like a director's cut of uh, THX 1138, where he also substituted a lot of special effects with modern special effects, which made it a lot better. Again, you know, the movie's what it is, but all of a sudden it's like, wow, this looks so cool now, you know, so much more modern. I don't know if that made any money, but again, he he had that clout. He could do it. He could get it done. But it's different. It's a different scenario.
1: Right. And and And, and for myself, though, I'm always sort of like questioning, like, okay, well, you know... It should because George has a habit of like you know remaking something and then pretending the original didn't exist. Because now like now the now the I mean it's true because now the original like theatrical like original you know nineteen seventy seven theatrical release of Star Wars. It's you really can't find it you know and you can't it's really very 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 hard to watch now or to find really because he's replaced it so adamantly with um with you know with the special editions. So it seems like he's sort of you know, erasing what you know, the original cut of the movie and you know, replacing it with this new special edition. But does that sort of set a bad precedent, you know, to say like, okay, well now these directors sort of have free reign to re edit their work and completely erase their original take of what they, you know, put out in the first place?
0: Right. This is different than a director's cut. This is this is a, a never ending project really it's 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 art that doesn't stop it continues to and that's a whole other i guess it's a whole other philosophy i don't even know there's probably a name for it i don't know it's some kind of an art that just doesn't stop it keeps continuing and and he's he likes that he likes to continue to 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 mess with i mean i'm sure he's done now because he really can't really he's not supposed to touch anything he's retired Uh He, he sold it so but uh yeah now grant on the other hand you know i think it's also the product star wars does give him that ability to be able to tinker with it you know incessantly and and he did and he continued to tinker with it but the other thing is it's really not a director's cut like i mentioned before it's a
1: special edition
0: it's a special edition but is it his original intent but yeah it is you could say it's his original intent even though he knew he wasn't going to get it and he wasn't going to be able to film it and he wasn't going to be able to do anything with it but it's different than Something, like we mentioned earlier, like like Aliens, where it was already shot, it was, everything was already done, it's just a matter of that something was removed, physically removed, and now they're putting it back. You know, that's that's a whole other, I don't know, it's a whole other category, I think. And, you know, similar to Star Wars, I would kind of throw Star Trek in the mix, because a couple of the original Star Trek films, when they were put out on DVD eventually... They did release director's cuts or special editions. The motion picture had one, I believe. Breath Wrath of Khan had, had one. one. Yeah. So, and you know, they kind of stopped at a certain point because I think they ran out of money, or there just wasn't that much <laughs> interest, or or I think by the time they got to number five, they weren't going to let because I mean, Shatner wanted to like re really go all Lucas in terms of all these effects he was never able to do. He wanted to reshoot them all, and they were like, no, 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 we're not doing that. But. Especially with the motion picture, they they added so much more to it. I can't tell you it makes the film any better. You know, it's it's still a pretty big, bloated, kind of slow film. But it is more of a traditional director's cut, I would suggest, than something like Star Wars.
1: Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, uh, I'm not sure which version I've seen. You know, of the original Star Trek, I'm not sure if I've, I'm not sure if I've seen the extended or the theatrical actually. Either way, I was I was never I was never really blown away by the original. What about you know? Again, I'm a big fan of
0: James Cameron Terminator Two. Oh, yeah. I know that with Terminator Two, absolutely love the film. And then again, when they put out the the Laserdisc, and they added the future scenes and all these other extra scenes. That again it's like it's like candy, it's like you have something that's already wonderful, and they give you just more of it and it's like i couldn't say it's like I couldn't say no to any of that. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Let me have all these extra scenes because they're perfect there's the There's also the scene where you see uh, Kyle Reese in in a dream that was cut out of the film also. This is the only way you can see Michael Bean in the sequel. And it is dangerous in a way because by giving you that extra, the, the end coda where everything's fine in the world, yeah. you know, Sarah Connor is older and her son is older and the grandkids are, you know, everybody's older, everybody's fine. It kind of screws up the continuity of everything that comes afterwards, you know, who, who could have predicted, you know, the franchise potential of this thing, which was a monster. But it felt really good to get that, that kind of stuff you know, in, in, with a movie like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and, and the, the whole, like, night, the whole like, nightmare scene was pretty, that was a great addition to it. Yeah. And, and I think you get some. You also get some extra stuff with, I, I, I always love Miles, you know, the character of Miles in Terminator 2. He's one of my favorites, so you get, like, an extra scene with him and his wife. So, you know, I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I always had just like, like fondness for the character of Miles in Terminator 2. <laughs> um, but, but, you, you, you know, you, you bring up a good point in, that, in the fact that, um, you know sometimes adding some of this stuff especially i mean this only really happens to like the bigger name franchises but when you when you add like scenes you know to a movie where later on it might contradict something you know in another movie or or in another medium it sort of opens up you know a sort of you know um slippery slope there because in star wars it would be like you know you taking out a scene of star wars so, like it's te- technically are the Are the deleted scenes technically still canon, you know? How is that, you know, viewed upon, so... No, it's... Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. I'll tell you another one that's, again, in in that
0: classical era of the 70s, Close Encounters. Yeah. Uh, Now, here's a movie that's really bizarre in terms of, okay, the movie is made. It's in the theaters. It's very successful. And then they realize, you know, we want to re-release the movie, but we want to do something better for the audience, so... They beg Spielberg to come and help us recut the movie and we'll add some stuff to it. You know, that's like the compromise they had to make is if you wanna if you want me to come and help you, you know, put a special version, a special edition, you're also gonna have to re-reshoot certain things that were not shot the first hmm. time which is a little bit of a Lucas move in a way, if you think about it. Kind of like a little bit. He's adding more content. So now you have that entire Richard Dreyfuss walking into the ship in his red suit and looking at everything that's inside, which you never got to see in the original film. And that's like the big bonus that you got. There were other, there's plenty of other little snippets here that were added. There's one shot, and I always talk about this shot when I talk about Close Encounters, which I think it's one of these shots that was added for the special edition. And it's a shot of uh, Richard Dreyfuss' truck at night driving through like a field. But the moonlight is enough to kind of light the night. You know, you can see the, And all of a sudden, you see a gigantic shadow following his car of this weird round shape. And then you're like, oh, oh, crap. That's what that is. It's my favorite shot of the whole (laughs) film. And it's so subtle. It's completely quiet because it's at night. And it's it's so scary and and weird that it's uh but it is it's a special edition. It's it's the director's cut special edition scene. So yeah, that's another one they were able to do. And the funny thing is that back when we were dealing with laser discs was that some laser discs had the entire film, you know, as a separate track. So you could watch one version of the film beginning to end, or the director's cut beginning to end. But some discs, like Close Encounters, you would have to program the film, and you have to tell it, chapter 1, chapter 4, chapter 18, chapter 25, and the earlier – Now, again, this is this is all ancient <laughs> history. You're not going to understand what I'm talking about. The earlier laser discs, they were kind of slow. So, what would happen is – Whenever a chapter would change, a program chapter, not an entire chapter you're watching a movie from beginning to end, but if you programmed like to go from chapter to chapter, you would see a scene, then everything would turn blue for like two seconds, and then the other scene would start. There was like a pause. There was like a delay between scenes. So I remember once I had a whole bunch of people at home, and we were going to watch the special edition of Close Encounters, and it was almost like a drinking game because every couple of seconds, everything would turn blue because the scenes were changing. So I was like... Watching, 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 blue, (laughs) watching, 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 blue, blue, blue. You know, it was like, and sometimes, like, the change would be like a line or two lines. So it would only last like two seconds, and then you get blue screen again, and then you're back to the other
1: scene. It was kind of insane trying to watch it that way. (laughs) You don't get that anymore. That's It's funny. I've I've never, I don't think I've ever used a laser disc before. I don't think I've ever, ever, I don't think, I don't think even. I'm trying to think. I don't think my parents ever ever had one. So, so I'm I'm assuming that um, that they just were were um, probably the first real medium that these extended editions and special editions and everything could could have been easier because you, yeah. I can't imagine VHS it being too. I mean it, that would have had to have like a double. You would, you would have had to have like you know a two pack of like a VHS or something.
0: No. Yeah, it would have to be huge. And if you remember with VHS you know you have the 120s the T120 VHS yeah, right. and then after that you have like the T130s and i think T180s were the 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 biggest you could squeeze into a into a cassette but the problem was always the same the more Tape you put on the cassette, the thinner the tape is, so they would snap a lot easier. The more tape you try yeah, to cram right, it in there, right. but that was the whole point of laser discs: was the fact that it's a higher. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly digit. It was. It wasn't exactly completely digital. There were digital elements on the disc, but when you transferred it, you know, when you're viewing it on a on an analog television set, you would lose some of that digitalness if you yep. will similar to like you're listening to a cd back in the uh, in the 80s but your the output of the cd player is going through your stereo so it, it it's not completely all digital
1: like it is yeah, it's now not, it's not, it's not so, end-to-end digital
0: right so the picture quality was better the size the amount of information you can squeeze into the discs now keep in mind the discs were Different speeds, different sizes, so that you could cram so much information on one. And certain players, the laser would read the top of the disc like a record player, and then it would go to the bottom and read the bottom of the of the disc. The the type that I had was the cheaper kind that I had when the disc was over. Like after an hour of playing a movie, you would have to flip the disc and then continue. Yeah, the man, the so manual. like it or not, I, yeah, you had to do that. And that... That got crazy after a while because if you had a movie that was more than two hours long, you would have to flip the disc once and then grab a second disc to continue. And there was some kind of weird stuff going on where certain discs, you could spend a little more money and they could cram more information or they would cram less information and you can do freeze frames on them or you couldn't do freeze. It, it was almost like VHS. Remember the flying digital heads and all that stuff Or you can, you can pause and it would be a perfect still but in the older ones you pause and the, the image would be like yeah, shaking
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's kind of like that it was it was the beginning of that technology and i remember at one point a friend of mine it's like guys I have a combo laser DVD player. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> laser DVD! Hair and, back. Um, It was yeah, I and mean, this was again. It was this was in the in. It was all in the '90s, and it was kind of fast because once the DVDs arrived, forget it. The lasers died on the spot because the DVDs could hold so much more data. Yeah, it, even though there's so much yeah, more. Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, so that's why. Well, even growing up, like I think we had a They player, and I, we we must have like just skipped over the laser disc. Um, I never. I guess it never really caught on. Yeah
0: yeah it was a niche market it was hard to the biggest problem with Laserdiscs was that they, they didn't have rental stores like they do with a blockbuster or 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 a hollywood video whatever i only knew one rental place and you know unless you lived in manhattan you know where where you could you could find like the film snobs somewhere and 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 get that kind of thing it was a very very niche market you know the the, the players were expensive and you know it's it was and the discs i mean the special edition um, Aliens, for example, I think it was like 150 bucks. Oh, wow. and, and they came in these thick boxes, you know, And they and a lot of them had extra material inside, pamphlets, and some of them were gorgeous the way they packaged them. I sold a lot of mine, but I specifically kept, even though I don't even have a player anymore, I specifically kept some of the bigger ones. With the, you know, the, the gigantic box sets. Like, for example, the Star Wars Special Edition one came with a book inside, like a making of Star Wars book. It's ridiculous how big that package was. They, they don't do, they, they just don't do that anymore. It's insane. You can't do it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that from what I hear from Laser's Disc, it seems more of like, a, like a, more of like a enthusiast type. It was more marketed yeah. toward, like, yeah. more, well, not marketed toward them, but they're the ones who sort of adopted it uh, more than movie enthusiasts and everything.
0: It was expensive, like I said. It was expensive. It was rare, and it was very hard to find uh, unless you knew where to go. Right,
1: and, and, and that would oh, well, have to cut you off. Yeah, that, that would make sense as to how the these extended editions and director's cuts were put on ladies just for because the, the, the market for them was more movie enthusiasts. So yeah, that right, that, that exactly. makes sense.
0: Now the other one I want to throw at you is uh, is Dune. And not so much. Now, the funny thing about doing is that it's really not a director's cut. And what I'm talking about is that yeah, the film was released in the movie theater the way it was, you know, David Lynch. But then I think it was the Sci-Fi Channel was going to air it, and they wanted to air it in a longer format because I guess they want, obviously, it's just like a lot of channels, they want to be able to pack more commercials into it and they were able to get a special cut where they they added a lot more to it i can't really tell you first of all lynch had nothing to do with it he refused to even participate in any of it this was the studio i guess i don't know who cut the film who made this cut of it i don't know if it's if it's a if it's an alan smithy kind of deal where they don't want to give credit or the person doesn't want to take credit but Dune being a very difficult subject as far as the film goes to, to kind of follow, I think that the the extended version of it is a little better. I actually enjoy it better because it clarifies things a little bit better. I'm yet to read the book, which we were just talking about it. So I'm sure the book blows it away no matter what.
1: Yeah, yeah. I watched the original Dune and I, I, I'm assuming I, I, uh, it was the original cut. But it's not it's not it's not a short movie to begin with. So No, 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 yeah, no. So no. the fact that they they want to like pad it even more was I mean easy it could go longer like contrasting with the with the book. I'm surprised, you know, that there's probably not even like a, a longer cut. And, and this goes back to what I was saying before where these like director cuts, you know, it should be, you know, something to be said for the you know, director had you know, have like a, a certain amount of content he wants to put into the movie, but either you know he can't mm-hmm. You no, know, he can't financially do it. You no, know, he can't financially swing it, or the fact that you know it was just you know just literally out of time because you know you have to have a, a budget for time as well. So, but doing itself was a pretty again from what I remember, it was a pretty decent length movie. And but still, it just didn't really hit the mark for me. So I'm curious to see now if if the as you say is the extended cut of it uh was sort of fixed a lot of problems in the movie um i can't really say but uh it, it, it just seemed like it was it was a bit too Lin- david Lynchy for my, for, <laughs> yeah. for, for, for my taste and remember david lynch
0: at one point was approached to direct return of the jedi <laughs> oh, heaven forbid
1: <laughs> <laughs> really he's, I, I i can't see him because he's so like unconventionally you know i i, I, I yeah. think he would have taken that movie in a very different direction,
0: right? Whatever he makes, it's him. He he cannot be a gun for hired. It's it's him. He puts himself in those films. You know, whatever's going on in his head, it's in those films. So if, he's the type of director who's best directing his own material. Yeah,
1: right, right, because. Uh, now, do you have any uh, films that I haven't mentioned? Oh uh, yeah, well, one of the films I wanted to bring up was is a smaller film uh, called Donnie Darko. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and he, this movie came out uh, I want to say two thousand one, two thousand two, around yeah, around that time. Yeah. yeah, and it's a very weird movie. It's if, if whoever hasn't seen it, it's it plays more into like a I don't want to say a psychological thriller, but it's very very mentally based movie. That makes yeah. any sense. And, and the theatrical edition. Where it was originally released, where I originally saw it, it sort of left a lot of things up in the air. It sort of left a lot of the reasoning and the um, final decision of what actually happened up to the audience. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of things that are sort of vague, Not nothing's really too concrete. And at the end of it, spoiler warning, when Donnie basically dies, everything is still very ambiguous. It's not really, nothing's really sort of set in stone. And it has, yeah, it has to deal with a lot of things like time travel, and it gets to a lot of like sci-fi. Ultra-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of altered dimensions,
0: Multi-universe yeah. kind of weirdness. Yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, Very trippy, very psychedelic very, type very, of very. stuff. And it's a very dark film. It's very quiet.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember when, when the movie came out, I saw it on video, I think it was. I'm pretty sure I saw it on video, but I remember the film had a website that you could dig through the website. It was a very weird website that would give you clues about stuff and you would click on certain things. They were very weird. Like, I forget what the term... I don't know if it was called viral back then or if if they applied it to that. But there were films that that you would go to their promotional website and you would get clues and unusual information. (laughs) I remember Memento was one of those and and Donnie Darko was another one of those that had all this weird, strange clues about the lady with the the mailbox and this and that and the other. is like all kinds of weird stuff. (laughs) I don't remember which version I saw. I don't know if I saw the original or the director. I think I might actually own the director's cut somewhere. I'm gonna have to watch that.
1: Yeah, and and what I love about the the director's cut is the fact that and if i think if you listen to the commentary uh, the director i think richard kelly he yeah. he 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 mentions about the stuff they added in they, in, in in the movie there's this, there's this book called the philosophy of time travel it's not it's not it's not a real book but uh, it's it's it one like one of the um characters in the movie wrote this book called the philosophy of time travel and in the director's cut they sort of added like screenshots of different Quotes from the fictional book, you know, classic time travel, and they placed it in a way in the movie, like in different air, in different scenes in the movie. So it sort of explains as it's going. I, I you'll see a scene of Donnie, and then you know, but very, very, creepy music too. They'll show the scene of the book of the you know the page from the book, detailing you know like um different things that are taking place. You know, very prescient to the moment that's going on. So it, it, it's it's sort of moves away from the fact that this is more of like a psychological thriller into more sci-fi and you know, sort of yeah. multi-dimensional you know, time travel. Because it
0: almost feels like a horror film at some point, and it's not really a horror film. Yeah, it's, it's, it,
1: it, like you said, it's more sci-fi. It's a weird genre, but what, what, what I like is the fact that the original cut is definitely more psychological thriller. you know, you're not sure what's saying, very trippy, psychedelic. But the director's cut, they leaned more into the sci-fi and multi-dimensional mm. sort of aspect of it. So, so, and, and he he states that in the commentary, which I thought was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. Hmm.
0: I remember also, like after seeing the film, it was one of these directors that I'd never heard of before, and I'm like thinking, "Wow, this guy's going to be like the next Lucas or the next James Cameron because yeah, he's so I, out yeah, there." No, I, and and I was really really disappointed in terms of what happened to him afterwards. I know he did Southland Tales, I think it was, and I was like, oh man, I really didn't like it that much. And it's like I kind of haven't heard from him. Like, what did he? What has he done after that? Oh, you know? I,
1: I don't know. I, after Dying Darko, I, he, he seemed to have dropped off. He he did um, let's see, he did yeah, he did Southland Tales. He did the box. I never even heard of it. Domino. He, he wrote S Darko, which is the sequel to. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, not not a lot at all. The Goodbye Place, yeah. yeah unfortunately, Italy, that happens sometimes.
0: Yeah. They they just kind of disappear. Uh, let me throw another one at you that I forgot about. Uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh. Francis Ford Coppola. He's you know he's he's been able to get his hands on you know, tweaking that film and taking a lot of the uh, deleted scenes and also adding, you know, more of this stuff into not not You know, not doing it from scratch, just adding more to it. And again, this is a film that's already pretty big to begin with and adding more to it, uh, I don't think it hurts it one bit. It's, it's, again, if you're really, really in love with a film... It's really hard to mess it up by adding a couple of more scenes here or there. It, you know I can't really imagine a scenario where it can kind of you know damage it. I'm not talking about Star Wars special editions because that's Real not to that, <laughs> yeah. That those are not ex- and, we, and we we talked about them already a little bit, but they're, they're not exactly director's cuts. They're they're like reinventing the film in a way, so it's a different animal altogether. Yeah, and a, and a, a similar thing I also found, like Apocalypse Now, was Dances with Wolves. They they you know they put out a, a director's cut the, the, of the Kevin Costner film, uh, you know, with more explanations, especially what was happening to him before. He actually goes out to the west. What he what was happening to him as a as a um, as a soldier during the Civil War? Again, a very popular film at the time, and and I was I was pretty happy with you know all those little extra things that they were able to add.
1: It's funny with Apocalypse Now. I I, I didn't know a lot of extensive you know I guess re edits were done. So I, I, again, it's one of those movies where I, I've seen one version of it. So I'm not sure which version I've actually. I've actually seen. Well the director's cut
0: the uh, the extended one has a lot to, there's there are these scenes where there's this plantation this French plantation out in the jungle and it's supposed to be you know they they kind of refer to it as ghosts because it's these this these families of French you know Europeans living in Vietnam for like hundreds of years, and they're kind of oblivious to the war because they've been living out there so right, long. Yeah, yeah. But everybody knows they're all going to die soon because the war is there. And that whole thing was originally removed from the film, and they they you know they threw it back in for for a lot of this stuff. You know, for the for the special. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Then of then
1: I, 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 that's probably the version I've seen because I saw it on TV, and and that's I'm, I'm oh, sure okay. that that's probably because I, I do I do remember that. So I think that was probably the version I I, I did see. Yeah, yeah, and and dances with Wolves. I've I've never I've never actually seen my uh, I've never I've never actually seen myself. <laughs> Do you have any other ones? Uh, there's been one that um that was actually pretty. There's some movies where like like you said, you know, if if you don't get the director's cut, you know, or any extended edition, you know, it's not really gonna make or break the movie. But for me, the movie Kingdom of Heaven is. One of the movies where I feel the director's cut really adds, you know, ex- I guess it's more of an extended version. It really adds. Isn't this re- isn't it Ridley Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so we're we're back to yeah, Scott yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 to- back to Ridley Scott again. It, but it really adds something to the 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 movies. A lot of the scenes that were taken out are, and so it's already a very long movie. So I I, I can I can understand why you know some scenes had to be cut because the movie itself was already long. But there's a few scenes. I remember seeing it in theaters when it first came out. And I didn't really like it that much. I was like, I just didn't really have, like, it just felt sort of very random. It just, it it didn't feel, like, very cohesive to me. And so it wasn't until um, a few years ago when I, you know, got the 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 DVD of it and it had, like, you know, the, the extra, you know, director's cut on it, where I went back and watched it. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, some of these scenes that they took out were actually pretty you know to me coming from you know you know audience viewer you it seemed to me mm-hmm. pretty you know important stuff that they, that they you know they they left wow. out and there's a lot of scenes with the main character and his father and some of his a lot of his motivations to how he got to you know be who he was later on and from that it was lost in the River cut of the movie so <laughs> there is something to be said i think about director's cuts and you know extended editions that they're not they're not just there for fluff or you know to make money they're, they're, some of them are actually you know some of these scenes should have been kept into the original cut of the movie but a, a lot of times i guess you know studios are a bit you know uh scared to release you know such a long long movie and it probably makes less money you know in the theater so
0: I'll throw a couple of quickie uh, ones here. Going back to the '80s, I would say "The Abyss," "The Abyss," oh, yeah, another James Cameron yeah. film. That later, with the LaserDisc, they 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 gave you this whole new and en- additional ending Actually, to it, that- where you get to see all the, the, the this world of these creatures and then in the beginning how you get to see a little more of the submarine stuff and then you see like the tidal wave that's coming that's going to destroy everyone and and how everything is stopped and it's – I'm not a big fan of that movie but – and again, it was, it was somewhat disappointing after seeing Aliens that he followed up with The Abyss but it's like grand scale filmmaking, you know, the amount of money and work that went into it and – Yeah, I would say the director's cut gives it a little more. It explains it a little more.
1: It gives you a little more insight on what these alien creatures are. That's hilarious because I feel the exact opposite, actually. (laughs) And I think it's because I grew up with the Abyss, and I love that movie so much. I I, I would honestly say that movie may... I got to think about this. I got to think about what I say, but it. it may rival Aliens too to me. <laughs> like, oh. I, I, I love, I guess I grew up with it. Um, and I remember having like, great memories of my, me and my sister watching it. But I, I saw the, I guess it's extended edition. I don't know if it's like a director's cut, but I saw those okay. extra scenes added to it and I didn't really like it. I didn't like that. To me, it went too far. Like, wow. I, it, it seemed like part of the fun that, well, part of the fun of the movie is like, you don't really see the aliens. It's sort of like this removed sort of, not like, you know, not like signs where, you know, you you never ever see them, but I like the fact that, you know, they they weren't so in your face, and it wasn't explained and wrapped up in a nice little bow and everything Mm. at the end.
0: I had such high expectations for this film, but I'm coming from seeing the Terminator, and it's like, holy crap, this director is the next you know, the next biggest thing in the world, followed by aliens, which is like He is. He is the best thing that's (laughs) never, it's never going to get any better than this. And then he does this, which is like, oh, man. And I I remember I I actually saw it at Radio City Music Hall in Manhattan. They had some kind of big, it wasn't a premiere, but it was some kind of important, because I don't know how I got into that, but uh, it was some kind of special screening or something. And I was just so disappointed i couldn't believe it's it probably all the hype, then, all the hype be, i know i city. don't know i don't know what happened to me i i just I, see aliens is to me is such a special film it's like a perfect film and i wanted more i wanted more of that and i didn't get that granted this was followed by terminator 2 which we talked about earlier which was oh my god he's back to <laughs> he's back to to, to his peak of, of perfection and i think after that we got True Lies, which oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, was I get serious, it, man. okay, and that was kind of like the, the end, you know, you that know, was I, I know, yeah, I, I know Titanic was 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 huge, and I, I can appreciate Titanic, I I can, I could appreciate a- Avatar, yes, I could, but. To me, Aliens was it. That's it. That's that's as far as you go. But the other one I wanted to mention, because we kinda I kinda threw the Snyder cut at you earlier on, is Watchmen. Watchmen has its own director's cut that I, I finally got to watch not too long ago and it doesn't really help me much, but it's like, yeah, it's more of the same. Just, just more. It's just more of it. I,
1: I okay, I'll take it. You know, <laughs>
0: he's a big fan of director's cuts, I guess, because a yeah, lot of a his lot films. Of, yeah, are, apparently, you know. yeah, a lot
1: of them <laughs> uh, are. I'm I'm assuming he's he like gets. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the studio that tells him, you know, you no, know, not to go. Like, yeah. ease up the gas, Snyder. Uh, but then, you know, he has it already in the back of his mind. Maybe he wants to adding more scenes
0: but it, the, yeah even the even the, the the last dc couple of films that he made you know they, they released a, a director's yeah, cuts yeah, uh, yeah. you know versions
1: um and, and the, well, the thing about watchman is, is that i've only seen the director I, i've never i've never seen the original yeah i've never seen the original oh. so so to me it's all like director's cut it's a, <laughs> but, but isn't um, batman or superman is is snyder as well right yep so, so now yep, now i yep, know yep. that had a very not oh, controversial but it had a very sort of big following more for the director's cut or i, I, I think they call it the ultimate edition um instead of yeah cut, but something like that but i, I know like the, the 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 original theatrical release of batman versus superman is not well looked it's not really well liked by <laughs> many but they say that the the ultimate cut um by schneider it fixed i guess a lot of the issues that people had in uh, in Batman versus Superman and the fact that they they it, 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 for first of all it added like a, i think a good like you know 20 minutes to the movie and the fact that, that it explained a lot of things that were sort of very you know ambiguous in into uh, into Batman versus Superman which a lot of people had had mm-hmm. problems with um so again yeah, so, so, some some of these directs cuz they you know really are um, they go a long way in actually trying to uh repair some of the things that were left out or you know fan you know fan reactions to it you know they come back later years down the road and say you know we heard the fan reaction to it you know let's put in some of these scenes to see if it can you know address some of the problems
0: the final one i'm going to mention because we touched upon batman versus superman superman 2 the Richard Donner cut, if you're going back mm-hmm. to the previous age of superheroes, the Superman 2 of, of film was always something that was kind of plagued by controversy because Richard Donner, I believe, got fired like halfway through the film and they gave the film to another director to finish. Mm-hmm. Well, back in, I think it was 2006, uh, he was able to kind of return and recut the film with a lot of footage that they didn't use for that original cut. So, he was able to kind of recut the film in his own- you know, under his own image uh, of what he wanted the film to look like. And uh, that's one that I would definitely say – it's definitely kind of important to see how different a film could be when directors uh, switch hands, basically, you know, who's actually in control of the movie, to see if you can kind of tell the difference between the style of one director and the style of the other director, because that kind of stuff happens oh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, especially uh, recently, it seems like it's it's uh, it, it's becoming more and more uh, more noticeable where, you know, one director goes out can you see can you sort of spot the difference you know between you know the styles I, I, one film that apparently you know did have a lot of behind the scenes was Rogue, Star Wars Rogue One but it, 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 it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it, the movie came out so well done I can't really you can't really notice if there's like you know a sort of shift in tone to me
0: well the, the, that's a movie that unfortunately it's going to take years for us to really really know the behind the scenes nitty gritty of how things happened. we know that there's a lot of rewrites a lot of reshoots and the possibility of of different directors unofficially doing some stuff in there that right now I'm pretty sure Disney and Lucasfilm they just won't don't want to talk. Oh about yeah, at no. This point. The,
1: the, but because the film was so good,
0: yeah. because the film was so good, it kind of negates all those issues. You know, that's that's the tricky part. That you usually don't get that lucky. Usually, when you have so much chaos behind the scenes. The the end product is horrible, but here they 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 lucked
1: out. Yeah, 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 really.
0: You know, looking into the future or even the present, I again maybe it's because of my age, but I I don't really see the importance of director's cuts this day and age. They just felt more important back then, and maybe it's because of my particular mindset. I was so tuned into films and digging into you know wanting more uh, from a film, and now the films are coming fast and furious and and you don't even have time to breathe because the next film comes along that I think maybe I kind of lose interest or I lose uh, focus on something that I might really like that well because there's another one just right around the corner. Back then I still, now granted back then wasn't the 80s or the 70s where you you got this film once and then you had to wait like two years to see it again, you know, or something. Now they they just come so fast that I think you I don't know. I think I'm losing focus.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, but I, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to really go away. I think the fact that you know, because the medium of film is turning more digital instead of having extra physical copies, I think that's a, another big reason why it sort of feels like the dredges cuts and special editions aren't really, you know, sort of in focus anymore. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I still feel like a lot of people, especially like you mentioned the whole like Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, there's been such a brouhaha around that. I, I, to me, it feels like they're still very much in focus because if one film comes along, it's, it's like, you know, poorly received. I feel like there's always like this constant, you know. Now, okay, well, you know, we didn't like that version of the film, so reshoot it and give us, you know, the uh, another version of it. So I I feel like that's going to be like some sort of mm-hmm. I don't even agree with it a, a lot of the time, but I feel like that's like a sort of like a trend that's coming now, where fans who don't like a certain cut or a certain version of something are going to. Yeah, it's so demanding, basically, that they're going to, you know, sort of force the studio's hands into recutting or reshooting some things and giving it out like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. But again, I, I do remember a period where it was more important that, as a matter of fact, some of these films, not only would they go to video, yes, as a director's cut, but sometimes they would even release them in the movie theater. I think with Blade Runner, the final cut, I saw it in the movie theater in Manhattan, I remember. Mm-hmm. Certain films... Uh, like import, like uh, The Exorcist, which is... Uh, I actually did a, a piece on it recently. There was a director's cut that was aired in the theater. You know, they, they were like special events that they would first show it to you in the theater. And then they would release it, you know, to, for, for the home audience. Uh, that's what I kind of don't see anymore. I don't see people making a big deal about it. I don't see a hoopla, you know, surrounding a release. It's kind of like, it's here, it's there, boom, next, you know, I I, I, I would imagine, I think really, uh, Blade Runner probably was the last time I remember seeing a, a director's cut going to the movies.
1: I, I, I think the streaming media service too is sort of playing into, I think the whole like Netflix mentality of, you know, bam, 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 give us the entire series, drop yeah. it off at once, move on to the next one. I think that plays into it as well. Yeah, well, if along the way we we happen to run into something special we'll
0: you know we'll save it and we'll eventually talk about it but you know those i think those are pretty much the big ones that that i could remember as far as i can I can go that far back.
1: Yeah, and I I think those are probably my the ones that we touched on um, were probably my favorite uh, my favorite cuts of uh, different films.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Steve, once again for joining me on these weird
1: topics that we keep coming up (laughs) with and never ending, never ending topic list. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, I really enjoyed this. You got it. All right, take care. All
0: right, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I'd like to thank Steve, as usual, for joining me and contributing so much to this episode. Really uh, surprised at how many individual films we can both come up with. And like I mentioned during the actual chat that we had is that I don't see this happening these days anymore or as frequent as it used to. Again, it could be because of my personal interests and I was younger and I was more into it and I was more in tune, you know, to these things existing and, and actually looking for them. I think nowadays most of the material you do find ends up being deleted scenes bonus material on a on a disc and that sort of thing i don't think people will go to the trouble of really you know re-editing a film finishing some shots you know redoing special effects and that kind of thing you would have to have some really really major hollywood player involved in that and something like that but on the other hand you never know there's still that snyder cut out there that People still kind of talk about, so you never know, you know, what could pop up in the near future. So thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you here soon at Geek Fest Rants. Bye, bye, everybody.
2: This is the motion picture that astounded us, that challenged us, that dazzled us. The motion picture that reminded us, we are not alone. This is the road that took us to the outer limits of a brilliant filmmaker's imagination. The road over 100 million people have taken and will want to take again. The road millions of others will take for the first time. But now, the road will take us all, even farther. Coming this summer to theaters everywhere, a special edition of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Director Steven Spielberg has filmed additional scenes designed to expand the total experience of the original motion picture. Now, Richard Dreyfus as Roy Neary will share with audiences all over the world the experience of being inside. When we saw close encounters of the third kind for the first time, we wanted more. Now there is more.